What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Crypto Marketing Podcast. I'm Ty Smith. With me today is Liz and Jared from Coinbound. Uh, we are going to recap in this episode NFT NYC. Um, Jared and I just got back, and then we're going to also touch on out of home marketing in the crypto realm. Um, all right, let's let's dive first into NFT NYC. Dope event, I think. Jared, you agree with me, and I know Connor had a good time as well. Um, awesome people there. It was so cool to see just NFTs now like out in the wild. Like this whole experience with NFTs has been kind of behind the scenes and and just digital. Um, to go to these events and see so many people, what they're working on, what they're building, um, things hanging up on the walls, these digital NFT art galleries. Now it was like inspiring. It totally revitalized my like interest in NFTs uh, and just made me so much more bullish on on what's being done. Uh, what did you think of the event? Um, same excitement, uh, but I'm a musician. So, I mean, I met a lot of musicians there and there was a lot of musicians at NFT NYC. They they're trying to find their own route out of the music industry. Um, I know a lot of them were saying that uh, managers and record label companies usually take most of the profits and then NFTs kind of open that world up to them. So it was just all the different kinds of people. Musicians is what I was biased towards, but there was every single aspect of the NFT and crypto space there. And it was cool just to see everyone kind of just come and just start talking about ideas and where we're heading. Yeah, it was a new kind of event. It was because I'm I'm so familiar with just these kind of standard crypto conferences like Bitcoin Miami and and you know World CryptoCon and things like that, which are focused not necessarily on NFTs specifically. And just the group of people that you find there are uh, much more like programmer based, whereas like here it was like a huge thriving art scene that now is intersecting with crypto. It was like. It was cool. It, it was it was honestly a different experience, and uh, it was a, a enjoyable one. Um, what was what was the coolest out of home ad that you guys saw at NFT NYC? Yeah, I mean, we should definitely touch on that. I mean, Times Square, which is where the event took place, was just dominated by NFT advertising. Like every billboard was NFTs. Um, wow. Yeah, I know Dead Fellows took over a lot. I think I saw gutter cats there i don't remember exactly but there were it was just like it was crazy i mean nft nyc was advertising in times square also there was trucks covered in in billboards like driving through the event yeah there was yeah it was it was awesome it was it was pretty cool to see it in the real world was it all did you guys take any yellow uh and new york city taxis i'm curious if there were like you know how they have like the TVs in the taxi cabs? Like I'm curious if they even went as far to put stuff in the taxi cabs. I know on like sides of buses, they probably had things too. So I, I don't know if you guys took a taxi though. No, I didn't. Did you, Jared? Yes, I did take a taxi. There was no TVs, unfortunately. However, uh, the bus are you sure? yes. was a real Wait, are you sure it yeah. was a real taxi? <laughs> <laughs> There was no TVs in the back. There was just uh, there was just a credit card system, and that was it. A little payment system, um, and then we went through. But uh, no, no there NFT was, uh, advertisements there, but plenty on buses. Yeah, did you see out, outside of the event? And the event was hosted in like a bunch of different locations. But outside the multiple locations, they had um, Teslas that had Flow Blockchain sponsoring it. So wow. it was like, like no gas. I love this. It was a genius advertising. 
It was save on gas fees because Flow Blockchain. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they just take, they, it was a free taxi. If you had a, a badge to the event, they would drive you around wherever in New York City. Wow. That is because that was going to be my follow up question because with out of home, you know, it's really cool to see all of that out there on giant billboards and stuff, but it is that takeaway. Like, is it how memorable is it? Is it something that really stands out? And I think that that's such a good example of that. It's clearly memorable and something that you can walk away with that actually speaks to the function of whatever the project is. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was cool. It was, it was a different kind of event because they, they let anyone speak is, is my understanding. So anyone that, I mean, which is awesome because that's like so aligned with the ethos of crypto is that everyone has the power. It's not just for, you know, the elite OGs that have been in the space for a long time. Huh. Anyone who's contributing to the space was able to speak. It was cool. It was, it really was just different. I don't know how to explain it better than it was different than most crypto events, but it was different in a really kind of cool, funky way. How would you say it compared to Bitcoin Miami more specifically? Just because that that's something that I was at and like could give a better reference to. Yeah, um, I would say, I mean, this is obviously a marketing podcast, so we should discuss the specifics of, of marketing. I think there was much bigger budgets being spent at Bitcoin Miami. I think it's a more established event. And right. that's why. I also tend to think that like DeFi protocols and 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 like Bitcoin like exchanges and stuff like that, those are the ones that are usually advertising at Bitcoin Miami, whereas these were more smaller, newer projects that maybe have smaller budgets. But yeah, I mean, it, it looked totally different because at Bitcoin Miami, there was like these like art pieces, essentially. Like remember that that I think it was Cake Wallet sponsored that dumpster full of Venezuela. Venezuelan right. Cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there was nothing like that. There was no kind of guerrilla marketing, which was really disappointing because there's so many guerrilla marketing agencies in New York that I think could have done a great job with that. Um, right. But uh, I mean, there was every kind of advertising. There was like when I flew into JFK, there was advertising on the, on the um, whatever you call those turnstile things. Um, there was people handing out just flyers outside the event. Like there was like every type of marketing you could imagine out of home at this event. That's incredible. Wait, is there and another also, brand? That, or, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Bitcoin Miami had uh, more of those like physical um, advertisements while everything NFT NYC was more of like that branding or awareness, you know, the it's the, the yeah. advertisements on buses, the Teslas. Um, and, and I think it also has a lot to do with the location. Like Miami, you came there and a lot of people who attended were in flip flops and like Hawaiian shirts. But here in New York City, the vibe isn't relax. It's let's get around done. So, I mean, it's reflected in itself in a way, too, because a lot of the advertising, I mean, a lot of the events were um, in different locations. You had to travel around the city. So to hit advertisements, you had to hit people who were traveling around in New York City. Um, in Bitcoin Miami, at least they were all condensed into like one spot. And you can just yeah. focus like on one area. That's yeah. a good point because a, a lot of the, the a lot of the marketing at Bitcoin Miami, like it's it's at an event space, right? Like it's at a space where the only people that are seeing it are people that are going to the event that are already into crypto. This was advertising on the billboards in Times Square. Like people that were not at the events were seeing this. Like this was such a great, um, I think, push for adoption of NFTs, and there was non NFT advertising there as well. Um, just like the mainstream consumers, like it was in Penn Station, there was advertising for this. It was on Long Island Railroad, there was advertising for this. Yeah. What would you say is the best 
ways than to hit someone with out-of-home advertising that it is in that kind of environment where it's not so structured. What would you say were like the the top takeaways from that? I think this was one of the first big pushes of crypto marketing out of home. Um, I think, I mean, crypto was looked a lot different before COVID. It wasn't nearly as big. Now we're coming out of COVID. Um, out of home is now becoming an option before it was really purely digital. Um, right. I think out of home is going to become an increasingly important part of, of crypto marketing. Um, and we've spoken with like all the major out of home, like advertising networks in the past couple of weeks. And they're, I mean, they're getting blown up by, by crypto ads. Um, they don't seem to have any issue with advertising crypto companies, whereas a lot of these major tech companies do. Right. Um, right. It's, it's like added a whole new dimension to what we're as an agency capable of doing for clients because now we have out of home as an option. Yeah. Wow. So the, so the level of censorship that you've seen there, it's been pretty much none. Yeah. It really has been very limited. That's incredible. Um, yeah, it is. Um, Jared, what did you think of that event that last night that, uh, what was it? The Alesso concert. It was, it was cool. It was sponsored by, um, it was, I mean, it was sponsored by like seven different sponsors, but, it was uh they had a pretty solid event there and the tickets were nfts yeah yeah everything about it was really cool and i mean i'm an alessa fan so i love that alone but uh it, it exactly represented like is all about i mean though for the freedom and and the casualness but all at the same time it's the work hard play hard um and there they had the best at Everyone there from the business, um, we're all networking, and Alessa was playing uh, different DJ, I mean, different songs from his list. The vibe was just pretty much um, exactly what I expect crypto to be. And then focus on the advertisements on the wall. I, I think they were brilliant. Actually, I reached out to some of the artists, and uh, some of them weren't even aware, though, that it was a rave type of an event. Um, so they were like, I wish I sent more art that's um, styled towards... Uh, that type of DJ event instead of like they had a more classy, you know, Renaissance kind of art. Um, it's someone that I spoke to on Twitter. So it was interesting, but nonetheless, it caught my interest. So um, I think the advertisements at the wall were. Yeah, it was cool. It was like a blend of, of a, an event with marketing and concert that was also like an art gallery. When you say the tickets were an NFT, can you speak more to that and how that worked and how you could see that working? in future events yeah so I, I first of all i think it was a blown opportunity of nft nyc to not do their ticket as a as an as an nft but these guys did um basically it was an add-on that you could pay an extra couple hundred dollars for um when you bought the ticket they collected your ethereum address and they would send you a black and white nft so it was done by oh. artists a lot of money who's been okay. in the game for like longer than this nft art craze has been a thing um which was awesome to see a, like someone get picked up like that um, and then once you went to the event and scanned your ticket, it would turn to like the colored version of the ticket. And it's just kind of proof of attendance protocol, like version oh. of like, yeah, proof that you attended this event. Pretty cool. Will it have value? I don't know, but I, I think it's sick that you can like, you know how like you're in college and, and you go out to the bar and like, you go to all these events and you like leave the wristbands on because you're like, look at like how social I am and stuff. Jared, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no like never have done that 
now it's now it's immortalized on the blockchain that you have attended all these kind of cool exclusive events. No, I think that's so cool because like, I mean, for me to not even just, you know, uh, hey, look at me, I'm cool and like social factor, but just to keep them for memories, like, um, you know, if I go on a date with my boyfriend and it's like a really memorable concert or something like I like to keep tickets from that. Or if I bring my mom to something or like a group of friends go out to a big festival, like I've kept tickets from years back. And I feel like a lot of people do the same. And this could be a really good digital scrapbook, essentially, of that. And it's immortalized somewhere where it's not in like, my boyfriend calls it my box of junk. It's not junk, they're memories. And (laughs) instead of a physical box of memories, you can have it in your wallet. And you could even like potentially share it with those people that you had those memories with. And so I love that idea. I think that that's really, really cool and could definitely play into how people collect those things in the future. Yeah, definitely. I, I think it's going to be huge. I think it's going to be honestly a huge component of of the concert scene mm-hmm. in general, because now you're not saving physical tickets. You have like the beauty of NFTs, is you don't, it doesn't take up any space anywhere. And exactly. You can transfer it whenever you want. Yeah. No, I love I think that that is so cool. I can't wait for more projects and events to do that because like you already essentially have a digital wallet in your iPhone and so if you get a ticket from like Live Nation or Ticketmaster, it's in that digital wallet and so why couldn't they just make that an NFT that is then stored in like your you know whatever other like Rainbow Wallet or something. Yeah. And then they could even like upcharge to get like different levels of NFTs and then like yeah. you know, have a Decentraland sweatshirt of the event. Like, yeah, like, endless possibilities, endless, endless possibilities. I think that that would be so cool. So I'm I'm super stoked on that. I didn't realize that they had ticketing with NFT with NFTs. That's awesome. Yeah. My question with cool. that is really what happens to it after, though? Will people be willing to just because it's a memento or maybe like, you want to like yeah maybe if you went to the event and, and wanted to prove it I, I don't think that's really what people are going for what like these event i, I think it's more of the memories and and kind of mm-hmm. just proving mm-hmm. that you attended an event i don't think there's gonna be a huge secondary market for these yeah. proof of attendance things unless those proof of attendance nfts oh. get you some kind of access to something else like maybe you have 10 proof of attendance nfts to i don't know like a Porter Robinson event, and then you can get backstage access to the next one or something like that. Yeah, like the Board Ape Yacht Club uh, party. I know they did that through like your anyone could go who has a Board Ape. And correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but that was my understanding of it. And um, maybe it can just be like a forever ticket, essentially. And so yeah. if you buy like one and it's a Porter Robinson thing, then you can forever. Maybe like you can't go, but maybe you could forever claim a ticket or it gives you like first access to getting tickets. Like, you know how um, artists will partner with like Amex or something and like Amex holders have a date where they can log in and get tickets prior to like the general sale. Like maybe it can give you limited access to that. Again, I feel like the opportunities there are limitless. And so I do think that there could be room for that on the secondary market if it does give you some kind of like 
all access pass or um, preview pass, something along those lines. Yeah, it's an essentially a rewards program. Yeah, yeah. Sellable. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. I mean, the event was obviously awesome. Um, I'll definitely going to be attending the next time they have it, which I think should be next year. Um, awesome example of out-of-home advertising. I don't think there's anything left to cover on this, unless you guys have some last-minute thoughts before we close this out. No, I loved hearing about it. Yeah, it really was fun. I really would recommend it to to everyone. All right. Let's wrap this one up. Um, please remember to rate, review, and recommend this podcast if you found any value in it. We are now streaming on where are we? We're everywhere these days. YouTube, everywhere. Spotify, Apple, Google, uh, a million other places. So leave us a, a review. Um, it goes a really long way. And send us a DM on Twitter. Um, I've been getting a lot lately, honestly, of these Twitter DMs of people like with supportive like like words of encouragement. And it's like it's so inspiring, honestly, to People are suggesting like new topics. It's, it's, I don't know. I love crypto. The crypto world's so exciting. And on that note, we will wrap this up. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.